Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. Today we've got a very special episode with the underdog David. We literally just spent over an hour, well about an hour, in, in total darkness and isolation. No talking, no no stimulation of any kind, just, well, well David got stimulated. Well, hey, you don't know, <laughs> I haven't even... I mean, I haven't gone on record to really say anything yet, Scott. But yeah, you know, what can I say? We were pretty free in there, free yeah. as a bird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was an interesting experience. We did the the flotation tank, the uh, isolation. A sensory the, deprivation yes. tank, is that what they call them? Uh, the place is, what's it's called Inception in Farmington. Farmington Hills. Farmington yep. Hills. Yep. Um, very nice guys there. Uh, we had a guy named Steve help us out, help us show us to the shower, give us the rundown. He told us we could be naked. And you know what? Uh, people have been crowding the ScottCast uh, inbox, wondering whether I'd be naked or not in this. And I'm going to give all the ScottCastigators who've been wanting to hear, yes, yes, I, ha- I was naked. <laughs> and if you want pictures, become a, <laughs> become a gold member today. Or what are you calling your gold, your premium subscription people? Well, there is no premium subscription, <laughs> so okay. I guess gold member. If you want the if you want the full Scott Cast member, if you want to see the member, mm-hmm. just remember to uh, subscribe. We put a whole new we put a whole new spin on uh, what it takes to have a membership. Mm-hmm. What about the people who uh, tuned in for like the video podcasts? What was, what did they just had to go to the website, right? Scottcast.us. Scottcast.us, but there's no premium membership right now. You can okay. sign up for, uh, you can email hot for Scottcast and gmail.com and sign up some for like updates and stuff like that. Or you could buy something from the Scottcast store and become a premium member. We're going to try to make some bonus content for people who buy things from the Scott. If you buy something from the store, there'll be pics of Scott in the isolation tank. That's right. (laughs) And they'll just slip it in there. It'll be tucked away. Just like, you know, just a little treat for you. Yeah. You don't know what, what exactly what angle you're going to get. Yeah. Maybe. Or, Or state of undress. Maybe you'll get, if you buy the first shirt, you'll get the top half, and you get the second shirt, and maybe the accompanying cap, you'll get the bottom half. That's right. Put the two together. Mm-hmm. Mm, Nobody solve. has ordered two things yet. So Let's solve that puzzle. So that perhaps is a thing. But we did, we did have some people buy one thing, and then they sent me pictures of the box that it comes in. And there's a huge Scott Cast logo on it. It's It's a beautifully packaged, and all the products that we have are utmost quality. People say Spare it's amazing. no expense. Spare no expense helping helping the Scott Castigators. That's uh, right. Uh, show off their wares. Show off their swag. Show off their Scott Cast pride. Anyway, back to isolation, mm. <laughs> dude. I feel pretty good right now. Yeah, and it is. It, it does. It did. Like I was stressed out this morning. I have a lot of. I still have a lot of things to do uh, for work. I got the Detroit Songwriter Dispatch launching tomorrow. Um, maybe, uh, maybe this podcast will come out before that happens. Maybe, maybe I'll wait a couple of days. Who knows? Um, I'll probably put it out because Scott casts are pretty easy to edit. Um, but, uh, the Detroit Songwriter Dispatch, however, I have to read, make a whole website for it. I have to get all the email stuff set up. I've got to get everyone notified so that they promote it and stuff like that. And I got to get all the album art ready for it. The podcast art, it's a whole kit and caboodle that I'm going to have work, going to have to do. 
You just got. I just restressed myself out. I know. I was gonna say what you need is a waterproof laptop. Yes. (laughs) Go into the isolation tank and work on all this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be good. Just go in there and take care of business. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to some music. You could listen to Scott Cast. Mm-hmm. That's um, strange. Like I thought that the whole purpose of this like sensory deprivation chamber was so that you would not hear anything or see right. anything. So, but so it's weird. They have like a little auxiliary auxiliary input for it. Well, here's a thought. Wait. So they they had like a little thing where you could plug in your phone, you know, and you could like listen to music and it would come over the speakers, which we did neither of us tried by the way, but if you did that, your your wouldn't your um wouldn't your ears be under the water? How would you hear anything? Like I mean, would you really hear that much or would it be under like with their speakers underwater where they're playing? You know how some places you can go to they have like the the pools that have the speaker underwater speaker so only when you're under the pool you know under underwater mm. that's when you hear the music i don't think they had speakers in that there. would be bitching if they did though i guess i mean it kind of goes against the point of doing it well no yeah but like what's the point of having speakers at all though if it's above the water right i suppose i didn't i don't know because neither of us used the i didn't even i didn't even read the instruction before i went in there so <laughs> yeah you were too um, excited I, that's what i spent the first yeah all right let's just so um, maybe we should, should we orient the people? Yes, they, we what should. Experience? Okay. Yes, we should. So first of all, we went in, we got a tour mm-hmm. of the facility. Nice guy, uh, Steve. He's a fellow Dutchman. Yes. He was his last name. Well, I shouldn't say his last name. It was a Dutch name and it was related to the asteroid belts. I won't say which one. So there, that's kind of, you know, there's two asteroid belts in the, in our, in our solar oh, system. Oh, great. Narrow it down. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Maybe there's one you haven't heard of. Maybe the hip, there's a hipster belt that you haven't heard of. There Hipsters go. like belts, right? So it's Steve Hipster Belt. Yeah. Steve Hipster Belt. The Dutchman. Was it Van Hipster Belt? Mm-hmm. Van Hipster Belt. That sounds like a good one, actually. Remember that name. Okay. Van Hipster Belt. Save that for a novel someday. <laughs> Tuck it away. What's your name, sir? I am Cedric Van Hipster Belt. <laughs> Cedric Van Hipster Belt. <laughs> Buy it at the Scott Cast store. Sounds like somebody who runs an orphanage. Yeah. Or like, just you know, sound like a great, just like a great guy in general. Mm-hmm. So or slave trade, yeah. So this guy gave us a good um, tour. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing we saw was the Doctor Magneto chair. Yeah, Doctor Xavier, <laughs> Doctor Doom meets Mag. Yeah, something like that. You know, yeah, it, it looked like it looked like I thought it was like what Professor X. It reminded me of when he gets into his like little neural link thing where he, you know, puts on the little helmet or whatever and he connects in. I thought it looked like that, but mm. it was called Mag- Magnosphere, so it's like Magneto maybe goes in there as like a counterforce to Professor X. Yeah. You had, you had the bright idea of like, ooh, let's do a video of Scott Cast with the Magnetosphere running full blast, and I'm like, dude, we use all electronic equipment. That Jeez. wouldn't work well. <laughs> you gotta shield that shit. Yeah, no, it's like electromagnetic pulses, man. I don't know how much I believe in that. Like, they had a bunch of services, and... um the flotation thing is definitely real. It's definitely, it's very, very, uh, how do you say, uh, visceral as far as an experience goes. Yeah, but you know what you're going to get from it. It's, it seems pretty straightforward. You've been in a bathtub before and you've been floating in the water. Mm-hmm. But this is different because, you know, when you're in a bathtub, uh, you know, it's not a controlled environment. You got, you, you know, people, other noises in the house and, you know, uh yeah, it's not it's not the same. But you can bump into the sides, and mm-hmm. I think you still bumped into the sides when you were on there. But yeah, because I I can't reach equilibrium. I did though. Yeah, you did it's good like a, after your barrel roll. I have a particular set of skills <laughs> skills I've acquired over a long career. 
Yeah. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Yeah, it's floating like a dead guy is a nightmare to me. <laughs> I would have been a very good... I, I'm good at the dead float. What can I say? Let, let's Yeah, let's try to get you a, a part on the next CSI show. You can play one of the dead bodies found in a river. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't get paid that much, though, because I wouldn't have a speaking role, but maybe I could... Maybe The Walking Dead... It could be the dead body, and then it reanimates into a corpse. The only zombie that's talking incessantly. You go, and so I was like, do I get paid for that? Mm-hmm. Making the zombie noises? Maybe. I think they dub it over with a professional voice actor. What if, yeah, like James Earl Jones or something? Yeah, James Earl Jones zombie voice. Or maybe Liam Neeson. Do you think there's a zombie voice guy out there making bank? Like, he's the zombie voice guy to get. I don't think they, uh... I don't think they they count... They don't. You don't uh, get paid for just making noises. I um, I beg to differ. No, I no, no, no. For zombies, people. though. No, I'm not saying in general. I'm just saying. Um, no, no. You just gotta make your we own don't voice. get paid for making the noises we make. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can make some cool noises. So yeah, so the the magnet the magnosphere. I don't. I agree. I don't it was kind of like it was kind of like what I, I don't not. I'm not really sure what to think about that one. Right. But the other one was the neurooptimal. Thing. Neurooptimal. It, yeah. It, uh, okay. This is a thing. They they hook some electrodes on you or something like that, and it under, monitors under your noggin. Yeah, it monitors your brain waves for stress, and the idea is it has music playing, and when this it detects stress, it skips the music. So like the idea is you it forces you to really relax yourself. Yeah, I thought what he was going to say at first was it'll shock you until <laughs> 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 you're straight. <laughs> no, I'm not sick in the head like you, Scott. Jeez. <laughs> Um, no, what I thought was maybe he was going to say, because I saw there was, but you know, you talk about music. So I thought he was going to say, you know, you'd hear relaxing music when you started getting stressed out and then it would go away or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. It would, when you get a stressful thought or when you, something stressful stimuli comes, comes into the room, like every time. You know, someone in, enters the room like what, when I when I enter a room with you. I, yeah, my stress the, meter just speaks. The music the just starts skipping. Skip, 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 skip. Like, get the hell out of here! Turns into death metal. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there. Yeah, maybe that's a, that's maybe that's how death metal was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's how it came to be. Possibly, possibly. Um, so, like that one, I believe. But I would have to. I would have to sit in the chair and experience it. And what I would do is I'd try to be sneaky with it, and and I'd. I'd stress myself out on purpose to see mm. if i can make it skip with my mind yeah that'd be cool like seeing it yeah i would immediately experiment like that's what i did when i was in the tank too mm-hmm. i tried all sorts of, i ran a bunch of different experiments instead of actually just relaxing like i should have but i did eventually relax but um that i, I would i would believe you'd have to believe that the music thing would work just because obviously music affects your mood and uh you know that helps you de-stress just listening to music that's nice helps you de-stress so even if it's like not related to the skipping thing and the stress thing, it's probably going to work before you, especially if you do it right before you go into the tank. Like that guy was saying, you could do the neurooptimal thing and then go do the mm-hmm. isolation tank. Yeah, he's definitely trying to sell the unlimited package, which I'm I'm considering that. You know, that it, it was nice. It was a good experience overall. I'm happy with my package. Thank you, sir. <laughs> talk about my package. It's just just I like the float floating package. I, would, I like my package to be floating. I would like yeah. to see your bigger packages, please. Yes, <laughs> show me your biggest package. I would like the biggest package you have to offer. Yep. That's what we should have gotten. Yeah. But what we did was a 60-minute session. That's right. So I, you went in, we both went in at the same time mm-hmm. in separate tanks. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was carpet policy. 
Yeah, they wouldn't let us uh, canoodle. You can't spoon. <laughs> I, I thought about maybe slipping in there, joining yeah. Scott in, you know, but I want to break the rules. Maybe next time. Yeah, that's Sneaky D coming that's on sneaky in. Sneaky D. You know, all of a sudden Scott's floating around. He's banging up against the sides of the wall, and I'm like, a hand grabs him, and I say, hey, I'm I mean, here for we you, paid buddy. for two rooms. So, right. I mean, I understand corporate policy. Like, you, they want, if you're, if you're going to be in the room, you got to pay your fee, right? I understand that. But, like, what if I want to float in isolation with my best buddy, Sneaky D? Yeah, I wonder if you could bring a significant other in there. And we asked about what if you brought Kyle in there. I didn't hear a no. I did not hear a no. Didn't. He, he just suggested, Steve just suggested that uh, Kyle would not appreciate being in total darkness isolation <laughs> in, in a pool of water that was 99% Himalayan sea salt. Dude, oh, that was some pretty salty water. You oh, take a- even before we did any of this, like they made us sign a waiver. I'm going to go get that waiver. Okay, it's got, we're going to take a quick intermission as Scott goes to get the waiver. Play the waiver music. Okay, we're back, and I got the PDF. Ooh. Let's list off all the things that I didn't, I failed to read before I clicked I agree. Well, there was those waiver instructions, and then there's instructions on there. So Scott didn't read the waiver. I did. And then he read the rules in the, the room, but I didn't. Yeah. For the actual, what you're supposed to do to get in and get out. So we'll bring you everything you need to know uh, as a total package. Checklist. So... I agree. I do not have any communicable or infectious disease, illness, open sore, or skin disorder. I should have thought of that before I came in there. Yeah, you... <laughs> I did not realize. Okay, I don't know. I guess I technically... I wouldn't call it an open sore, but I definitely had a sore. Uh, so, open cut, open we'll, wound. We'll talk about that in a little bit, why I couldn't relax because I had a wound. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am not under the influence of drugs or alcohol or non-prescribed medication. Well, there's another one. I'm just kidding. I, well, we are now under the influence of alcohol. I mean, if you're just tripping ball sack on shrooms or something when you go in there, like Mr. Joe Rogan or something, I mean, that's not a prescription there. So I don't think you you wouldn't get a prescription for that. You can't get a prescription for that anyway. I don't think you can get a prescription. So the shrooms. shrooms are good. They're okay to go. No, or with. non-prescribed medication. Right, but do you call it a medication? But could it be? Medic- considered medication. I mean, well, it's, it's not just prescribed. Shrooms, man. I know, right? So, so you can't be on non-prescribed medication. If it's, however, you could be on weed if you had a if you had a prescription for it. Right. You could smoke a bong and then go and do the open open time floating. And and if the you know they pass that bill or whatever, maybe you won't even need a, a script for it. Well, I think you would because I'm alcohol sure. you're not supposed to be on. Okay, they'd have to make it. They'd have to modify their thing there to make it similar to alcohol. Then probably okay. Neither of us were drunk, right? I wasn't drunk. We, I wasn't drunk. I drove there, so... Yeah. Yeah. Should have had a Tesla, I guess. Yeah. I was working this morning, so... I do not have a condition, nor am I receiving medical treatment such as medication, that may be adversely affected by deep relaxation or immersion in an Epsom salt solution. Is there something that... Is there... Is there, is there things that... Uh, where people are, aren't allowed to relax? Like, it's like a... Their, their life is like that movie Speed, where, like, they have to be above a certain mile per hour. Like, they can't relax to a certain extent. Like, they have to sure. be stressed out. So, what was the criteria? You can't... I'm uh, sorry, I was only out for that one. <laughs> I don't have a condition that may be adversely affected by deep relaxation... Oh, okay. ...or immersion in an Epsom salt solution. I don't know. I think, yeah. the, I think the Epsom salt solution is the more important part of that one. Maybe. But if you relax too much, I mean, your blood vessels dilate, you could have a blood pressure drop, maybe you have a problem with that. If you have low blood pressure, you could... <clears throat> Excuse me. Pass out. Sorry, that's the um, the the booze making me hiccup. 
<laughs> we weren't drunk before, but we are now. <laughs> I don't think that was even hiccup. That was, yeah, hip herb. Okay. okay. I do not have untreated high or low blood pressure. Oh, that's what I was talking about, I guess. Okay. I am not diabetic with insulin dependency. If I am, I have written medical authorization to float. Right. And then there's a bunch of other ones there, like I have such and such condition, I'm, a, I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. There was another good one on there. What was... What I do not have schizophrenia or oh, yeah. diagnosed claustrophobia. That would have been bad. Uh, I'm not pregnant. It wasn't that claustrophobic, though. I mean... It wasn't. Me. I mean, unless, like, darkness is claustrophobic right. to you. Unless you don't clo- can't close your eyes, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Don't blink. Yeah, it was actually much larger... Uh, of a tank than I imagined. It wasn't really even a tank. Like I was imagining, because I googled, uh, I googled isolation chambers or whatever, sensitation or whatever, and um, what I saw was like pods. Yeah. Like like uh, we thought we were going to be potting about pods. Yeah. It was more of like a a, a, a small closed off, very small little room chain, like a chamber basically. Yeah, like a large bathtub, small room. Right, but like a uh, very large bathtub. Yeah. 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 It was about, it was, I mean, if I put my arms out, I could, like, my wingspan was just enough to touch the sides. So it was like, yeah. it was about five feet across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was able to go spread eagle. Spreading those eagles. I was able hey, to go spread eagles. If you're going to be an eagle, you might as well be a spread eagle. Am I right? That's right. I will not float with conditioner, oils, creams, or other products in my body or hair. And I will remove all jewelry and contact lenses before floating. You wore your glasses in. I didn't, I took them off. Well, yeah, but you wore your glasses yeah, in. Because you couldn't wear contacts. Yeah. So I to wore the, my glasses, yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I've seen you with glasses. Oh. I feel like. Well, yeah, I mean, probably. <clears throat> I feel well today. I have no incon- incontinence or nausea and will only float when I feel well. This was a very important one for us. Yeah. You because can't just let yourself go. You can't shit the tank, as you said. You can't shit the tank. Uh, you can't piss the tank. You can't vomit in the tank. But it doesn't say anything about ejaculating in the tank. True. And we'll talk about that later. In depth. <laughs> Share our experiences. Um, Is that all of them, or are you just looking at through the... Yeah, there's that's, a, there's, that's, a, lot that's, of, there's yeah, a lot of things you Yeah, we sign. skipped over a lot of them. Right. It's just okay, because neither, like, neither, neither of us is like pregnant or that we know of. So, yeah. And stuff like that, so... Yeah. So then once we signed the waiver, we were ready to float. Ready to float. So we showered off, you know, and uh, stripped down. I brought a pair of trunks. I left them to the side. Yeah, me too. I brought I, a pair because I didn't know if it was going to be like a public floating area or something like that. <laughs> You're just there. There's like 30 other people. <laughs> yeah, we're all floating in the same like muck. You bump up against them. Like, was that you? Was that was that your leg? <laughs> I hope that was your leg. <laughs> Small leg. <laughs> Why was it pulsing? <laughs> All right. So we each got our own little chambers. So how did it start off for you? Like, what what what, what went through your head right off the bat? Well, um, after we took after we took our selfies and pictures. Of yeah, we you. took selfies. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I took a picture of you in your chamber. Yeah, and then I went in and did my chamber. We'll put them on the Hot for Scott Cast Instagram and Facebook, so we can all see uh, our clothed pictures. But if you want our naked pictures, you'll mine have is to just below the waist. Purchase Scott Cast mer- uh, merch because we talked about this. When you're taking selfies, you just you want to take a dick pic, but you need more than one. Right, because it's the cheerleader effect. You want to have multiple dicks. Yeah, <laughs> make your <laughs> that dick way it look looks good. better. <laughs> so okay, so you went in there, and 
And what was your exp- right off the gig? So you, did you leave the lights on at all, or you no. turned them off right away? Yeah, me no. too. Yeah, it looked cool, but it's like no, nah. no. I mean, it was it was good to get into the tank, so you can see. So yeah, so you know what where you're going. But um, yeah, like I don't understand why people are going into these things and like putting on lights, putting on music. Like, what's the point? That's just a hot tub. They're like knitting and yeah. <laughs> crocheting and shit in there. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Browsing Facebook. Like, yeah. you're, you don't understand why you're there. Doing exercises. Well, no, I did that. Well, yeah, you did, a, you did, you did like a whole host of activities. I did a battery of tests. Mine was very simple. All I did was I got in, I, I started floating, I somewhat adjusted. I got a little salt in my eye, like, right away. Oh, really? So I, uh, so I had to spritz so myself off. You did I yeah, I, I used it for, for a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> I was like, this guy, they talk about cleaning the tank. I was like, hey, that's right. Yeah, what do you spray this? Yeah, spray the walls. <laughs> I saw some mystery substances on there. Yeah, no, it was clean. turns out it was isopropyl alcohol, and I, my eye burned out. <laughs> they switched off. The, they put the hydrogen peroxide in there instead. Yeah, well, they, they talked about that. They do clean it out after each session with hydrogen peroxide, and that was one of the things. If you if you have a hydrogen peroxide issue, and they also use that something called ozonator. Ozonator. It's like they pump it with. They they use ozone to, to like filter the water out, which. I don't know, man. If I was a conscientious objector to that, I might. If I'm really going for the environment, you know, they're using ozone. I don't know. Like, wait, might I might, if I might you be spray opposed. ozone? I want that does dirty that water. Except, does that does that go into the ozone layer and make it um, better? Does it strengthen the ozone layer, or does spraying ozone like somehow deplete the ozone? Layer? I would imagine that because you, they're ozone harvesters. So you can make ozone you can, from oxygen, and you can do the, the opposite. You can go both. It goes both ways, Scott. Okay. So you got oxygen, which is usually one molecule bound to another. That's O2. And then just adding another oxygen gives you O3. Right? It's pretty simple. It's ozone. Okay. okay. Or, I don't know. Maybe it's not coming out. I don't know science. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. If you if if you were to use the ozone, I would, I would assume that it would... Like, I don't know what the process is like, but I, I would imagine the byproduct of that is that you separate one of the oxygens from there and it would... Turn it into this O2, which is just a regular oxygen. It's not ozone. So probably deplete it. Okay. Long answer for that. Long answer is it's bad. Yeah, but if so, so yeah, we would be as, you know, I'm a very environmentally conscious person. So, okay. you know, but not like obnoxiously so. Yeah, but you can float. <laughs> like, I won't be like, I need the dirty water, please. I don't want your clean ozoned, ozonated water. So I'm not a conscientious, conscientious, conscientious. That's hard to say. That's a really a conscientious objector to the use say of a C, ozone. Say when, a CO. Conscientious. Objector. I'm not. I'm not a CO to O3. CO2. You're a CO2. I'm a CO2. Oh, the the puns, man. Um, CO2. Um, CO as well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Mm. It threw us off. <laughs> thrown the emperor off of his groove. That's right. Mm. Throw him off the groove. Um, anyway. Good movie. It was a good movie. David Spade. Another David. The guy with the cool voice who plays Krunk that I can never remember the name of. Uh, Patrick Warburton. Yeah, that guy's amazing. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, I when I went into the tank, I just... I just got my float on, and, like, I immediately sank into trying to do, like, a Zen meditation counting. Like, when I was uh, at the Zen monastery, they taught us to count in Korean. Okay. And which is, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's the same as counting 
for anything else, but it's in Korean, so you kind of don't associate it with anything. What are the first 10? I only count to five. Okay. <laughs> Lucky. Lucky. They don't have 10 in Korean, apparently. <laughs> so they do. No, they don't understand the concept of 10. It goes to five. You check out that girl. She's a five, dude. <laughs> She's fine. She's a nickel. You mean she's a dime? Like, no. Nah, she's a nickel. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get my nickel on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's Hana, Tool, Set, Net, Dasut. And it, so I was, so you breathe out and you count. I should have counted in Japanese because I used to do that for my sword class. We'd count. Well, then you'd be thinking about sword class all the time. I know, but I, I, I should have brought my lightsaber. Next time, I'll bring my lightsaber and every time I do. Because we do practice cuts in the air, and you go each knee, son, she go, rock, she and just keep on going until you can't count past. You forget, like, because then it just gets really hard. Because mm-hmm. you're doing like, it's not like we do like forty two. That that's like they're like it's a lot longer. To How count. do you say forty two in Japanese? Um, number four is a weird one because I think they switch to when you're counting from one to ten, it's she, and then it switches when you get to the above that. They say like yon, so I think it's like yonju. So you said two? Yonju ni. Yonju ni. Yonju ni. Yonju san. Forty three is uh, Steve's favorite number. Yeah, the Steve guy. And that's this episode number two. You gotta tell him, Steve. Tell him, Steve. Tell him to me. Tell him, Steve David. Tell David. That's a Steve. reference no one understands. <laughs> tell him Steve. They know this they know tell him Steve Dave is because we've referenced it, but if they're just tuning in now, like Steve and, and George then they don't know. I hope George is listening. I hope he's thinking about us right now. We'll get to George. Yeah. George was the guy who was waiting for us. Well, he's, he's a regular. Yeah, he's a regular. And he's got the unlimited got, package. He gave, he gave us a scoop. He's got the big like. package. Yeah, we'll talk about George's package <laughs> near, later. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> so you, so when you were floating... I try, Yeah, I tried to clear my mind. I tried to do that. Um, but I kind of eventually abandoned that. Because uh, I started thinking a lot of really productive thoughts. Like I said earlier, uh, I've, I've a lot of things I'm doing, a lot of websites I'm developing. Um, and so I started thinking, okay, well, uh, if I have this JavaScript here and, it's, and, and, and I'm using it like this, then I can make this do that. And then where else can I use that JavaScript? Oh, I can use it here. I can use it here. I can use it there. So I totally did not do it. And besides, I think meditation and the sensory deprivation thing, they, they, they're kind of opposed to each other in my mind. At least the Zen meditation that I was explain, like uh, the Zen meditation is more like like you're not you don't want to deprive your senses. Like they tell you, you can't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes. You're 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 supposed to just look ahead at a very specific point. And the idea is, you're not trying to shut out the outside world. You're trying to turn off your you're you're, you're trying to control your mind to control like the monkey brain rather than trying to like shut everything else out. So I think they're completely different concepts. I think we should do uh we should go to the Zen monastery and like they have like uh, okay. intro to meditation days. Like we can both go to one of those mm. and try it out and mm-hmm. that'll be another cast we can do. Maybe do talk they, about that. when they do the Zen do they use the blow bell? I think they do some sort of do like a hit, little they hit like to, a ding and then you hear the, like the sound of that. Uh they like that maybe to start it or to end it. But like it's not throughout. Like throughout it's quiet and right. uh, you're just looking and if it's a very kind people. It's, I think I've done this before. I think we used to do that actually in that um that sword art I used to do. Tami Ryu Iaijutsu. Okay. We used to do like we went to when we would meet with the people from Japan. Mm-hmm. The 
what, which branch was it? Anyways, the, one of the branches from Japan would, would come in and, uh, gosh, it's going to bug me. I can't remember. But anyways, they would come in and we would, you know, the original originators of the sword art were there and you were just of the American branch, but then we would all participate in various, you know, very traditional Japanese things. And one of them was meditation. And my sensei, Eastman sensei, he was a Zen Buddhist. So he okay. did a lot of that stuff already himself. So it was easy for him to lead us along through some of that stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of where I, that my experience with meditation was. So I, coming from that, just basic um, using the, the focusing, not, not the trying to, I, I was focusing on, I, 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 had to, I took a couple different approaches. I was trying, because we had an hour. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll try several different strategies <laughs> and see which one works I'll do the most me. ADD non-focusing possible. <laughs> I was focused on many things. <laughs> and then I was also focused on nothing. Sure. Sure you were. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you about that. Hold on. Let me get some of this beer. Yeah. So I went in and I kind of went that route. Um, I, I got a little restless. I want to probably say halfway through. And and that's kind of when I started doing silly things, like just playing around, like playing around, like uh, <laughs> playing, what were you playing around with? Scott? There's not much in there. You just just, just yourself. There's one thing in there, <laughs> one big thing you got to dress. Yeah, I was playing with my package, something and, that's floating by, <laughs> floating around. But no, I wasn't. I didn't masturbate in the chamber. Oh, uh, thank you. Chamber <laughs> of secrets. I got you. Yeah, I see you, Harry. No, there's no masturbation. But um, unhinge the basilisk. <laughs> Chain the secrets. <laughs> um, so that, that's kind of where I was at. Uh, like for me, like it wasn't as isolated as I would hope. Like, like I, I, I want to kind of try out another place that might have like the actual pods where like they literally close closed. You off. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was open pretty much because there was like a curtain and then there was a door. But I think. There was a light that was outside the curtain area that yeah. probably could have permeated through there. Mm-hmm. For me, I halfway through got out and like pulled the curtain back because, excuse me, I left my phone nearby because, you know, I was taking those dick pics, you know? Yeah. Taking those selfies <laughs> uh, beforehand. And just, I want to see the different colors and everything, right? And how it cast upon me. Mm-hmm. Dave cast. And uh, so <laughs> it's I, not allowed on the iTunes store. <laughs> out now so basically yeah i had my phone there and it was like the little notification thing was blinking so i could i could when there was nothing it was black except for that so i turned my phone around and then i noticed oh there was that light so i i tried to close the curtain and after that it blocked out pretty much so i think you just had to make it airtight or maybe yours was just i don't know i'm not sure what happened with you you had the you could see that red light yeah i could see the red light and i know that the curtain that they had i think there's like a bit of transparency to it there was a little bit yeah so i don't know but like also like i could hear like like could you see your hand in front of your face if you went like this like originally no but uh when you got adjusted when i got adjusted like i could see with your eyes i mean yeah yes yeah i could see like uh like the shape of the room and stuff like that Um, did you see the shape of water no i didn't well i saw the movie (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was thinking of that the whole time. <laughs> You're like, what if I was in here with someone else? Mm. What Large if I could have sex with a fish man? Amazonian here? god. Yeah. Mm. Do I have gills? I don't know. I never noticed these slits on the side of my throat. Oh, that's a spoiler. I should say. That. Oh well, if you listen to Skycast, it's basically spoiler cast. So I've heard. 
Yeah, that's that. That's not a real spoiler. Like, you need to start thinking about <laughs> what mean, you're saying. Like, does that really spoil uh, the movie in maybe. any way? Someone you didn't even say in. anything specifically. You just you just mentioned a, like a rant. No one in the world would be able to connect that, that to a plot point I would. in the movie. If I was following myself, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you, you know what you're thinking. Well, no, even if I was just like a uh, clone of myself, I would be like, I see you, David. But like, yeah, write in your your hate mail to Scott for. Co- Scott for Cotcast? No, Scott for Scott. You say it, Scott. Hot, the number four, <laughs> Scottcast at gmail.com. That's what you write in your hate mail with. Or, or, or your praise mail. I was trying to give him a false one to write into, and you gave him the real one. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah. hear I want to hear your opinions. Yeah. I want to hear what people are thinking. I want to hear if George, especially if George and Steve are listening. Yeah. I want I want to, I want to hear. Oh, yeah. Write in, guys. Yeah. If you're listening to this, just... Uh, if you made it this far. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully uh, they are. If not, we'll just have to... Uh, Go in there and, and berate them. Yeah. George, you, you own a business. Come on to Scottcast. We'll talk your business and stuff like that. We'll promote it to the Scottcastigators. Yeah. I wonder what I business what, he has. Yeah, he, he was very vague about it. Yes, he's a vagabond. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he could Bond. be a drug dealer. Vagabond. Yeah. If so, probably. definitely write into hotforscottcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, that was after we got out. Um, we talked to him about it. And, yeah, I don't know. For my So, my experience with it was the first... Mm-hmm. I was the opposite of you, so I had the, I was restless for the first twenty five minutes or so, and I had gotten in there a little later, so I, I was wondering too with our time if I was going to be like a forty five minute thing because it was like we we started at two, it was supposed to be from two to three, and when I looked at my phone before going in, it was like two fifteen before I even like got in. How long did you take to make those selfies? Well, you know, I had to get all the right angles. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was like, I, I don't know, because it was like, it was a little bit past two when we finished, we did the tour and everything, and I didn't know when he was actually going to start the, the session, right? So I wasn't sure. I think we actually did get longer, because it was like, we did get the full hour, even after I got in. So for the first like 20 minutes, I was just like, ah, oh, did I waste some of my time? And Okay, I need to I need to focus on doing something long. So the first twenty five minutes were th- me thinking about what I'm supposed to be thinking about, right? Yeah. But here's also here's what else uh, the other thing I was thinking about is I went in there and a couple of days ago I should give some background. A couple of days ago I went swimming for the first time and since I was like <laughs> I'd taken swimming lessons when I was a kid and since then I had just decided to do the frog stroke because I don't like swimming. So I got this snorkel now and I was I was working on my my stroke my my front crawl and everything. And I was using flippers, and I was booking it through the water with those flippers. It was actually awesome. I would recommend if anybody's trying to learn how to swim, use those flippers. They're freaking amazing. Not the big ones, the little mm-hmm. ones. But anyways, it was like you slide your foot through the the um it's the like sh- the rubber the shoe. shoe, yeah. And so, like, I guess wherever I was, it wasn't fitted perfectly for me or whatever because I was using the ones that they had at this place I was swimming at. Um, they were just di- different sizes you could try on, but there weren't that many available. Anyways, it like got my the bed of my toenail kind of like got you know it was like i wouldn't call it an open wound but it, i mean i mean <laughs> it was like, it wasn't a sore but it was like yeah it was like enough for the so when I, it was, as soon as i got in there i was i was floating on my back and i was like okay this is good and then i was like well i saw on instagram somebody did a barrel roll on one of these <laughs> so i did a barrel roll it dunked my feet under the water and then immediately the salt seeped into the wound both of my big toes Okay, and so the first twenty five minutes were me trying to ignore the pain of, of the salt. So, so when I was completely relaxed, my toes were just above the water. You know, it was like a little bit more. My whole, anyways. So I was trying to ignore that for the first like twenty five minutes. That's fun. It was That's just fun. like because when you take away everything else, like we had earplugs in, right? And we were underwater, so earplugs plus your ears were underwater. 
Were your ears underwear? Mine were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like it was perfect. It was just enough so that you know, like you're you can breathe and stuff, but and you can completely relax your spine and everything. Your head tilts back a little bit, which was they had like a thing in there for that. Remember the the little foam thing? But I didn't yeah. use it. I, I tried. To I use tried it. it. Yeah, and then I was just like, "Oh, this is stupid." Well, then you can feel it too. So it's like I'd rather feel my own, like put my hands behind my head, like we tried, you know, and just rest there. Um, so what was I talking about? I was talking about the. You're talking about how you were completely uh, distracted the entire time. Oh, due to I, pain. <laughs> <laughs> Not the entire time. So what I did was I I decided to I was going to count to a hundred breaths. Okay. Okay. I got to like 25 <laughs> and then I, and then I decided to take, so I, I got out and I readjust cause I could see the light and stuff. So I readjusted everything. I turned the light off on my phone and then I tried floating again and it was a lot easier cause it was completely pitch black. I couldn't see my hand from my face or anything. So it was great. And I could completely deprived of all senses. I was floating weightless. I found a good equilibrium where mm-hmm. I wasn't bumping up against anything. I was just floating and I still had some tension in my muscles, but I, I addressed that later. But, um, yeah, the pain. So, like, I just focused on like every breath. I, I'm going to do 25 breaths, and each breath, I'm going to think about the pain going away in my feet mm-hmm. and my toes. And so, my left foot stopped hurting about halfway through, and by the end of it, around 20 or so, I, my right foot wasn't. So, I don't know if it was just because it was getting used to it, or wasn't like really still touching the the water, but it helped. So, I didn't want to test it out. Like, hmm, was I right? And then just dunk it under. That would have really been a good way to repeat that experiment, but. So after that, halfway through, I was ready to actually relax. <laughs> so what did I do? I tensed my whole body up as hard as possible. <laughs> tried, <laughs> tried multiple exercises. So I tried doing like the good morning stretch where you put your hands directly above your head as high as you can go. Reach as high, high as you can go. And then you just kind of tuck your elbows down as you're retracting your shoulder blades back and squeezing in between your shoulder blades as hard as you can. And then as I was doing that, I was tensing up my feet, squeezing them together. And then I did this thing where like... So we're really close to the, you're actually really close. You're not drifting. You're not that far off of the bottom of the thing, right? When you're floating. So mm-hmm. it's like maybe a foot of water or something you would say, maybe. Yeah. Same yeah. Right? Yeah. It's definitely a shallow. So I was, yeah. So I basically put my, my fingers down and I just like push my whole body up and like try to lift my whole body in like a, in a flat position, just tried pushing it all up and it was really hard. So I was like shaking and it's, what's, what's weird is you can, you can, <laughs> You can this hear is, this. This is David's relaxation, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I did this exercise. So I would do that for 10 seconds and then I would relax and it would be such a relief. Like everything would be so chill and so relaxed. And I could feel like the blood, because when you do that, you tense up, you have something called muscle pump, where like you, it physically pumps the, when you squeeze, when you squeeze your um, arm, like squeeze your forearm, and you can feel that all those veins, you're pushing blood back to your heart when you do that. So if you squeeze that, like, as you're squeezing a muscle, it'll physically pump more blood back to your heart, which is useful because that'll put it through the circulation and your heart will receive more blood back and then it'll give you more blood pumped per beat. I think, the, I think we just stumbled upon my superpower. What? Uh, I can just relax without having to do all that bullshit. No, no, no. You should try this. You weren't relaxed as you thought you were. Okay? <laughs> when you have a lot of tension. I mean, like we do, like my job is pretty physically demanding. So all the, all week I get like some tension in my muscles because I'm always like assisting people with weights and doing all this stuff and bending over, picking up heavy weights and setting them down and that kind of thing and picking things up and setting them down. You know? And then I work with people, my TBI patients where I have to like be their, their cane basically. They're like bracing up against me and it's not always even. And anyways, so I, I had this tension in my neck and stuff too. I had it in my right 
behind my right hip and my neck. So I, after I did that tensing up stuff, it was like I was completely relaxed because you, you just feel all the blood flush throughout your body. Like everything dilates. You get a big stroke volume from your heart and just pumps out. Everything's just relaxed and you just float there. And it felt great. And after that, I was completely chill. And I was like, this is great. I'm having a great time. And I found like, you know, occasionally I would like kind of, if you did that, like where you put your fingers down and stop yourself, you know that you're in the middle and then you're not going to rock back and forth. If you just let yourself bang around like the, Jama- <laughs> like, like the freaking Jamaican bobsled team when they're having a rough time going around the turn, you're not going to have a good time. I enjoyed so, myself. I enjoyed the bobbing. It's good to know <laughs> the where I'm at. The bobsled? Yeah. Yeah. Under the bobbing, but back That's what they should call it, the bobsled. If you go into those little pods instead mm-hmm. of the tanks or the chambers like we went into, yeah. call it a bobsled because it's like a sled that you're bobbing in. Yeah, I was looking at the prices for those things. Like if you want to get one of those for your place, it's like thirty grand. You mean like buy an isolation tank for yourself? Yeah. Just a little pod, not the whole chamber thing? Yeah, 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 pod. Was it, is it thirty grand? I don't know. I, I I thought I looked up a long time ago, and it was like the they had different models that you could get. Well, I mean, the I'm ones sure. I found, I didn't do some deep search, but that's, uh, that's probably like just the base cost of it too. And then you got to factor in the water and the filtration system and the managing. It's probably going to run you another ten grand at least. And you need to put it somewhere too. You're gonna have you to have space, a room for it. You got to build it. Mm-hmm. Probably cost you like fifty grand total. Yeah, but Joe Rogan over there has it in his podcast studio. That's why. That's why we want to try it out. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have any of the hallucinations or anything like that. That's come on. Like okay, everyone who said that they had hallucinations, synesthesia, and stuff like that, like just admit it. You're either dreaming or on drugs, literally, or both, or probably both. Joe Rogan, he was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took some. I took some edibles beforehand, but let me tell you what I saw. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, because after we were done, okay, we didn't have that experience. We were both first timers, though. Okay. We were talking with this guy named George. George coming out. George, George. I like George. He's a good George guy. of the jungle. Yeah. George, George, George the, boy. George of the uh, desensitization tank. Yeah. The it's deprivation, like a, sens- sensory deprivation tank. George of the sensory deprivation tank. Right. That that doesn't roll off as good. <laughs> it really does But he was a nice guy, though. <laughs> I, well, I, 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 I happened upon you talking to him when I came out, mm-hmm. and it sounded like, and he started talking about how sometimes he'll get that. Yeah, it's not the hallucination. Stuff. So I don't know. I, don't I didn't it. get that. I don't believe it. I think you just. I think you just. You're just falling into REM. You're hallucinating your own hallucinations. Yeah, you're, you're falling into REM, and you're and you're attributing it to uh, being sensory deprived when you're really just falling into a dream. Well, what about? So were you trying to let any of that stuff happen? Uh, I mean, would I, you let it happen, Scott? Just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine if I was letting it happen, like I would just doze off, and then like it would be kind of a dream kind of thing. I like, like I, like I said, like I come from, uh, like when I'm thinking about doing stuff like this, I, I'm more of a like it's a, uh, it's work to to clear your mind. It's work to kind of uh, uh, take these thoughts and kind of like uh, exercise your mind in that way. So like, I'm never like, Oh, just let my wind mind wander. Let things just appear. I feel like you would have to do this multiple times and try different, like repeated bouts of this experiment. Basically. Like I was trying to do that within my own little session, but you know, I tried to let it happen. I tried just relaxing or whatever. I didn't, I didn't experience any of that. I also tried just tensing up. I tried, I tried thinking productive thoughts. I, I, you know, but I think the most important, my most successful part of it, in order for me to feel relaxed, was any time that um, I had something that was like a nagging thought. 
I was like, come yeah. on. I was like, come at me, nagging thoughts. I was ready. I was floating there naked. I, was just, I, never, I never felt more powerful. I was fully like, erect. Fully loaded, okay? I won't say the E word. I wasn't Ian. I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't erect. I wasn't Ian. But, um, not like Anthony Ian Dixon. No, no allusion to that. I was not making an allusion to him at all. Okay. I mean, maybe he was erect. Like, he doesn't want to go into the sensory deprivation tank because he's afraid of uh, what he'll encounter in his mind. You know, that's like, so he's look, like, I, I, feel, I feel like he'd be fine, you know? Just going yeah, there. I think there's a... He's, like, he's too much into his own head even before he goes in, but once he got in there, it would be fine. Yeah, once you get in there, you're thinking about the fact that you're completely covered in salt. First of all, that was salt. That was pretty damn salty. Actually, yeah. when we got out, I like so I showered off, but then when we were driving back, I had like salt caked on my neck. I yeah, was like, I was kinda, I was pretty thorough about my shower off. I was like, yeah, whatever. I, I thought Scott was waiting for me impatiently out there, but I figured he would just done the thing, so maybe he'd be a little more patient. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, here's a thing. Uh, after after the sensory deprivation tank, I'm all salty. I'm showering off. Uh, I take the shower, you know, use the soap, use the lotion, whatever, get clean, and then I'm about to turn it off, And but then I'm like, you know what I should do? Like, after all that, cold shower. Oh. Because taking cold showers, that, 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 Are I you a cold shower that. guy? I'm a cold shower guy. Oh, you're a guy. cold shower guy. I love a cold shower. I know a lot of the people swear by the, it, businessmen too, just maybe George can look into the cold showers. George would love a cold shower. George, if you haven't tried cold showering, try it out. Now, when you cold shower, though... How cold is your cold shower? I mean, I try to be balls out. I mean, it depends. Like, well, you winter, already were in the tank. I was, but in the <laughs> winter time, it's it gets really tough because the water's super cold. Obviously, because mm-hmm. the water comes mm-hmm. from outside and the it's covered in ice and stuff like that. In the summertime, though, like it's just, I uh, just whatever the coldest setting that that produces water is. That's what I do. Really? Yeah. Here's how I do cold showering. And this was originally for my skin, for like, you know, breakouts and acne and stuff like that. Okay. But I also liked, I liked it from a sensory point. You know, it's not sensory deprivation, but the opposite, overloading, sensory yeah. overload. So I tried the really cold stuff at first. I had trouble breathing to do it. That's, that's a big part of it. Yeah, you hyperventilate. Yeah. So that was hard, but then you kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're to, it depends on the length of your shower. I mean, you can't just do like a cold showers have to be quick, right? I mean, how long are your cold showers? Like five minutes. Okay. That's even that. I was saying quick as in like 10. So, yeah. I mean, that's depends on how lo- like, luxurious you want your like 10 minutes. So, you know, some people take like a 30 minute shower. Right. Like you wouldn't want to do that with a cold shower. Yeah. Like that's what too I long do. To shower anyways. What I kind of do is I gauge it by my how I'm reacting to it. Because mm-hmm. like no matter what, when you take a cold shower, at least at least for really one really cold ones uh like you take it and it and um you start hyperventilating it's really difficult you have to kind of acclimate into it and once it gets boring that's when i'm just like okay there's no big deal let's just get out now like oh, so okay. once i stop hyperventilating once you stop once, suffering once yeah once the suffering <laughs> is over that's when you get out once you're numb to it uh yeah so not literally opposite. numb it's not literally well numb. i know yeah yeah Okay, so when I did the cold showers, it was more like cool showers. Okay. That's what I would use. Um, I just thought that was better for my skin. I was mostly doing it for my skin, but yeah. I, 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 I heard about... Because the scalding showers really fuck up your skin. Yeah. Yep, it's too much. So it dries out your skin. Yep. But, so, I mean, it was weird, too, because of the whole pore thing. Like, you're trying to look into pores. You're like, oh, you know, I don't want to make my... Like, heat expand, so it'd make the pore bigger. 
but a pore is an absence of something, right? It's a space. Mm -hmm. So it's actually the skin that expands and contracts. So actually the cold water, if anything, would... So that's when it got weird. I was like, wait, well, I don't know what to think, right? Because it's like, okay... <laughs> You're dude, thinking too hard about it. Right. Well, I mean, it's hard to know unless you talk to a skin expert and you trust them. So mm. It's like, so does it make the pore bigger and smaller or does your skin get bigger and smaller? Because one, it would be literally the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. If you were in hot water... Well, what's the answer? I don't know. Oh, okay. Do you haven't figured that out? I don't know, but I would I would assume it makes a little bit more sense. I don't know that much about pore anatomy because it's so small and it's such a, like, a contained thing. I would have to actually look up what constitutes the pore itself. But I would assume that the pore is more like a lack of material rather than the lack of tissue rather than actual tissue. So if you're talking about what's actually there rather than the absence of what's there. So if you're talking about your skin, if you if you go into cold water, so, if, so say, say you go into hot water, mm -hmm. It makes your skin expand, and then the spaces, the little pores would close up or whatever. I don't know. So that's what's weird about it is, like, that doesn't make – because then all these people swear by the opposite effect. So I, really when it comes to skin stuff, it's like you got to kind of experiment with your own and then talk to a professional, too, to, to do some back and forth. So what I did was cold showers – or cool showers, though, because it's right in between. It's avoiding the extremes. So I didn't know what to do. But it's like, so I liked, I, I could dip into the realm of cold showers for the psychological effect, like, you know, mm -hmm. the hyperventilating and the suffering and the, you know, that, that stuff. <laughs> Gotta love the suffering. But then I would go back to the tepid water and, and it would never be warm though. I mean, okay. some, occasionally I would do warm just because it feels good or whatever, because you want to do some stretching or something like that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's like, especially at the end, you should seal everything off with a, some nice cool burst at the end for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to get out. But no, I thought that was the best best strategy. Was just so even though they say it's cold, it, it just means not scalding hot because people do the scalding hot thing, and it's bad. It's for your skin. And anyways, so cold showers, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so good. I tried that out afterwards, and I feel like uh, there's the sensory deprivation hour, right? And then like, but the cold shower like takes just a few minutes, and I feel like the effects are way more pronounced. So you think that compared to a cold shower, you wouldn't get as much benefits? You did. You didn't get as much. Like benefits if I had to today. pick between the two, yeah. like just benefit-wise, without mm -hmm. thinking about time, I think a cold shower does more for you. Okay. So try out. So, so George, if you're listening to this, try cold showers. Let us know yeah. how that is. If you're hallucinating when you're doing a cold shower, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll hallucinate during. I'm a cold just curious. Shower. I'd be open to it. So that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just not open enough to hallucinate during cold well, showers. Well, here's the thing: is about the placebo effect too. Is like if you don't want it to let it happen, like your expectations dictate reality in a in a physical manif manifestation. So. Like you literally have psychosomatic responses, psycho meaning mind, somatic meaning body. Your mind can dictate things to the body. It's like in the matrix when the guy says, oh, your mind makes it real. Mm. Or was that Morpheus or something that said that? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, that I, sounds I, like a matrix thing. Yeah. So he was like saying that, that if you get hurt in the matrix, you die in real life. But they were literally like getting gunshot wounds and shit in the, I, I, that was a little extreme in the matrix, but it is a real thing though. Like if your mind wants to experience pain or, you know, it manifests itself physically and um there's lots of studies that have ex explored the placebo effect and i would love to talk more just an episode just on the placebo effect because right. it's actually pretty cool i would love to do an episode on the placebo effect so it's, if you want hallucinations maybe you can manifest a, them yeah it's a big thing in marketing actually the placebo effect oh yeah like uh the way that they people uh makeup shops the way that the decoration is in a lot of these places and then these places of businesses uh, a lot of the ways people design their advertisements design their products it's literally placebo effect kind of things it's uh like something might be just as good as another thing like aldi the food at aldi is probably just as good 
a lot of the time as the food at Whole Foods, right? Probably from the same source if it's local. Possibly from the same source. Well, Whole Foods, it it may be different a little bit. A little bit, but like like if you did a blind taste test? It depends on what it is. If it's mm -hmm. like... uh, avocado or something like that. I would go with one of the. You probably there's not any locally grown avocados or like mm-hmm. certain fruits and stuff like that. But if it's like something that you would imagine could you could grow locally, and if it's like milk and stuff like that, I mean that could be you could have a dairy farm anywhere. It's probably local. And it's probably the same places that are supplying all the different stores. But you're right. If it's if it's a higher price tag, it's going to taste better and mm-hmm. feel better. Wine it, is a perfect example of placebo effect. Oh yeah. It's like the the connoisseurs who try out all the different things, and they say, "Oh, I can tell which ones." This one, oh, it's they, they're swirling it around. So they give. You ever seen that test where they give two people? I heard about this test where they give the wine connoisseurs. They give them wine one, wine two, and they have wine one is they say, "Oh, this is." Um, they try them both out, and you know it's like the Pepsi challenge, and they go, "Which one did you like better?" Oh, this one is definitely more expensive, full full body, different flavor, different aroma, hits the light differently. All these differences between one it's and two, light. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the, you know, the the smell and everything, and then they give them wine too. Oh, this is inferior. They give all the different differences, right? Mm-hmm. And then they say, which wine do you think was the more expensive one, or the whatever? Uh, which which wine do you think was better, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or did they just t- taste the same, or whatever? And they always say, oh, it tastes different, or whatever. Turns out it's the same wine. They give them the exact same wine right. in one and two. And it's just the placebo, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trying to draw. So not even the experts don't even know when it comes. So that's why you just what you do, Scott, is you order the second cheapest wine. Okay. Yeah. You go well, on the menu and you okay. say you don't want to buy the cheapest because that's literally that grape water. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, hey, I'm not going to get the cheapest wine here. Okay, but yeah. you're also not going to buy that, uh, you know, hundred and fifty dollar bottle of Chianti, you know, because uh, <laughs> you're not Hannibal Lecter. You're not Hannibal Lecter, and you don't want to feast on the wine blood of. Uh, human being right so what you do it's expensive yeah that's the main reason <laughs> that's why you go to church you get free booze all the time you know just body, body, body of christ be like wow that guy must have been drunk 24 7 am i right yeah isn't that that's the guy's 20th time going up for body of christ right there it's like that guy is holy as shit like holy shit man so yeah it's like you so you order the second cheapest wine mm-hmm Nobody's going to judge you for that. There's a there's this glass maker that's uh who makes wine glasses and uh wine connoisseurs and stuff like that. It's a very expensive wine glasses. They were like hundreds of dollars just for a glass. And wine connoisseurs swear by this wine glass like they they literally say wine tastes better in this glass. Yeah. And it's a 100% placebo effect. It's just a glass, you know? It's it's a very specific glass. It's an artisan glass, but it's just a glass. You'll have a better experience. Like we were drinking right now, we were drinking I, I finished <laughs> my beer, but we're drinking out of these uh what would you call these? They're like the horn like a like a like a viking horn that you drink out of or something yeah yeah it's like a little horn glass i got it from my neighbor emily wood when she moved she needed to get rid of uh get rid of the fragile things basically so so she could pack things up better so she was like hey scott do you want these glasses they they look like horns and i was like yes i do yeah so obviously drinking drinking even if it's cheap beer drinking out of that you feel like you're drinking a a fine ale brewed for a viking warrior hey miller high life is the champagne of beers i was trying to avoid the <laughs> trying to avoid the the obvious product placement there but sure you know so 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 yeah like it's like it's like people we, we should we should really should do a whole episode on this we're 
I, yeah, let's do it. Okay, next what, next David episode. Talk we're talking placebos. Let's talk placebo effects. I got a bunch of really good. I mean, I've got some good stuff on that too. Oh, from yeah. the marketing perspective. Oh yeah, that would be a perfect blend of science and marketing. Finally, we found, That's a, what we found are. a way we can get together. Scottcast. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Welcome to Placebo Cast. That's right. Pay pay if you're if you're not paying for Scottcast right now, you should because it'll be better. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best podcast. Like I gotta tell you, like uh, tell him Steve Dave recently released a Patreon, and yes. the, and the Patreon was you know it's it Patreon is a paid platform. You pay monthly and you get content basically. And they released a Patreon of uh, paid podcasts, and I signed up for it, and I was like expecting these podcasts to all be beautiful and all be gold. And I love them. They're great podcasts, but they're the same as the podcast as before. Like, I was totally placebo-affected into, like, getting these podcasts. What do you mean? Like, they're literally the same podcast as what everybody else is getting? Or what are you talking about? Uh, they're the same as in, um, it's, it's like the same quality, kind of same, uh, kind of, kind of same vibe. It's, 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 like there's some parts of it that are that are, it's kind of unique. Like they have, uh, like they all the all new Sunday Jeff show. They have the all new Puck Nuts, and like uh, the idea is that they're releasing every Wednesday at midnight. It comes out, and that's the new episode. And like that's the big thing because telling Steve Dave's not as regular as uh, as that. It's not like a weekly pod. It's a it comes out when it comes out pod, which they try for weekly. But so like I signed up for that and like I just buying that, I like I felt like I was gonna get amazing podcasts. I was gonna get some great things. And for months, like I was accepting these podcasts and they were coming in and I was like, This is gold, this is gold. But like when I really think about it, right. I really and like uh really think about the quality of those podcasts versus the quality of the podcasts that were coming out before. It's it's there's not really a big difference. You're just paying for extra content. It's not yeah, it's like just extra. You're just paying for extra. Yeah, like I'm not nothing against it. Like it's great to pay for extra content, but like the what I'm saying is like there was definitely I, I just putting money down for podcasts. I felt like I was going to get a classic episode every week, but that's just not the case. Like you can't just produce classic right. episodes. You can't like produce that. quality entertainment. That you wouldn't release. I mean, you would release that as your flagship thing. It's just right. it's an extra thing. Yeah, yeah like gonna, like I was your thinking about juiciest topics are not going to be the extra stuff. Like thinking about Scott Cast. Like, could I do? Uh, can I try to find a way to do a shovel that's your gift episode? Like every week. Like if I could, I would, and I'd put it as my main one. But uh, it, that those things are rare. You know, it's rare to do that. It's rare to do. It's rare to introduce Elon Musk for the first time every week. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the funny thing about that first episode we did on Elon Musk is I did not realize that you had no content for that day. (laughs) I did not realize that's all we were going to be talking about in that episode was Elon Musk. I literally had like a bunch of topics that we could have talked about Uh and like on the seventh or eighth bullet, it was like talk about Elon Musk, and here's some 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 issue, you know, some some bullets, some sub bullets or whatever. Yeah, Neuralink, SpaceX, yeah. Tesla, and next. Right, and we ended up just talking about that continuously. Like, like, like I'm just I'm. I'm actually proud of us for not mentioning Musk before right now. <laughs> There's just, I mean, we don't want it just to be like a Musk cast because they have that. There's other platforms. There's plenty of people who are just following Musk and giving updates about that. But yeah, my brother, uh, when I was in Nebraska, said that you were doing too much of that. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah I, was, like, I listened to that episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I, you, you said it before on one of your episodes. Okay, I can never tell. Well, it's like, and, and your mom said that you could shoot whatever. It was on the episode with your mom. 
which I haven't, I can actually listen to now because oh, yeah. I stopped listening. I, I listened to about the first, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes. You, you listened to like a good deal of it. Yeah. yeah. It was like maybe a 50 something minute episode. And I listened to the first 15 minutes because you guys started doing a movie review and here's some live feedback for that. Okay. Okay. You ready for it? This is, you can always cut this out. Okay, later. We're talking about Taika Waititi's, uh, hunt for the wilder people. Oh, is that the guy's name? Taika Waititi. I had seen... Oh, do you follow him on uh, on Twitter? Yes. Oh, okay. So I knew that that was a, that name was familiar, but I didn't know he was the producer. I saw you just commenting on or sharing something with that guy. No, no it no, makes no. sense. No, I, like, I like Taika Waititi. He's a really cool guy. What is he? What, what would you have done in the last couple of days that I've seen that would be related to I, him? I retweeted a tweet of his where he's talking about, like, it's clearly product placement for the Galaxy Tab. Um, oh. and he, he took a picture of himself oh, with, with a the deflated, the yeah. S-pen. Okay. That's where I saw it. I was just trying yeah, to figure out where yeah, I saw for context. That. He took a picture. I thought it was an interesting name though. When I saw it, is it a new, is he from New Zealand? Yeah. Okay. So it seems like a New Zealander. It sounds like a Kiwi name. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I didn't even know it was, uh, I think maybe you guys might have mentioned in the beginning of the episode, but I didn't, I, I don't know. Cause I was trying to like, I was like, Oh, it sounds interesting. And here's my feedback for you on that, on that 15 minutes of what I listened to. It was great. And it drew me in. Okay. But then I didn't want to listen to it anymore because that's, I didn't want it to ruin it. That's the problem with the, the my, movie reviews. My the, movie review podcast with yeah. my mom is that like people are like, I want to listen to this, but I've, I need to watch the movie first. Like if so, here's the here's a catch twenty two because if you're interested in seeing the movie, like like if you're interested in it, then you're going to listen to you want to listen to the podcast, but you don't want it to ruin it. And if you're not interested, you're not going to listen to the podcast. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, like, say you're, you want to go see Maybe I need to it. rethink the movie review segment with my you mom. You can change it and say make it less, like, say you're not going to do the spoilers. We're not going to do a plot and outline. At, and then at the end, you can say, here, we'll do spoilers at the end. Tune in for the rest of this after you watch the movie or something like that. Okay, I got to come up with new content for my mom. I just like watching. It's good content. It's just, it's just if if they're interested, it's like it's a catch twenty two. It's like I always want to know what it's like to get shot in the face with a bullet. You know, it's like well, that, you get shot in the face with a bullet. It's not. I don't know. That's a bad analogy. Yeah, it's a terrible. I don't know. I felt like I got shot it. in the face with a bullet, Scott. Sorry, jeez. That's what I felt. That's like. probably the harshest review for a Scottcast episode <laughs> there's ever been. Like I'm just I saying, felt like you shot me in the. I'm face. just saying, if you have an interest in something and that interest is def- is is not good for you because if you look into it that it will cause you harm. So like I was interested in watching the movie and I did, by the way, because you know, I watched it. Tell me about it. Tell me how you felt. Uh, how do you like it? Okay. So Ricky Baker, isn't he the best kid you've ever seen in a movie? <laughs> what an adorable little gangster. I love Ricky Baker. If Great I could name, be Ricky, Ricky Baker. Baker. Like everyone goes on about their spirit animals and for the whole, every time they go on about it, I'm like, just shut up. Everyone says it for everything else. But like for me, oh. Ricky Baker's my spirit. Oh, animal. Okay. Well, my spirit animal will be with the animal that Ricky Baker found in the forest. I the, won't spoil the, what that ex- is. The, the yes, extinct, who cares? Extinct bird. Like, yeah, for this film, like, really, the plot points don't actually. Oh, I know. It's not about that. It's it's like the well, way except it's for there's there's made. one big twist, and I'm glad you guys didn't ruin it because that would have. I like that there is a big twist in the in the in the film, and I won't say when it is, but it's like. <laughs> yeah, we won't say it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we won't say the what the what the twist is, but there, I mean, there, yeah. Other than that, it. Because you know the the movie has a certain amount of expectations, and they going into it, you think it's going to be this kind of film, mm-hmm. and then they pull the rug out from under you a little bit, not completely, not enough to like change 
the story of like personal growth for the characters. But, mm. but anyways, so yeah, it's not like was, a weird inception kind of plot twisty thing. You should watch inception. It's funny that yet we went to this place called inception, but you haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. You should like, watch it. I don't even know why they are you call not it a, inception. Are you not? Are you, well, it's the whole idea. I mean, this this con- point, it's a concept that they, that the whole is the whole point of the film is what is inception. They define it in the film. Mm. what it is mm. it's when you give somebody you should you should probably know this in case somebody says oh they tried to pull an inception on you like okay. oh you know people use it they throw it out there nowadays mm-hmm. it's, po- it's parlance culture. now it's, yeah so like um in the movie it's like I won't, I won't give you an outline of the movie but it's just when they give you when you're trying to it, it, people are trying to give people ideas mm-hmm. so they have this machine where they can go into your dreams and they can they can um, extract information, right? So that's there's these guys that are thieves. They go into the dreams. They go into these corporate billionaires, whatever, and they extract valuable information from them or whatever. And they get paid to do these infiltration missions because they have this machine that allows you to tap into somebody's dreams and all their information is in their head, right? Well, Inception is the opposite. You go in there and you actually plant an idea, and nobody's mm. ever done it supposedly. And that's what Leonardo DiCaprio and his character are trying to do throughout the film is this impossible task of like giving this guy an idea and it's super hard to do that you know DiCaprio gives me a lot of ideas well maybe he's already <laughs> maybe he's already you should watch that movie it's um it gets a little bit um too mind bendy at some points where it's like you could tell they were trying pretty hard but like it's 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 a good film and they, they have a lot of clever little nods that w- would make you appreciate it from like a um a film filmmaker's perspective where it's like um they're inside this dream for most of the movie, this guy's dream. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like Finnegan's Wake or anything, but um, <laughs> wow, that's completely Maybe nice, that's maybe nice that, I, I wonder if nice that ball. inspired this somewhat. Probably like mm. the, like, like Finnegan's Wake is a very, uh, it's a novel by James Joyce. Uh, you know, not Jim Joyce. I know. I mean, we talked about that before. Yeah. I reminded me of the umpire guy. I know what James Joyce is, but I just, uh, I always think of. Right, right, right. It's, I always it's, think of both of them when I hear that name. We we have, we have audience members, by the way. Every time I'm like describing something that I know we both clearly know, like you don't have to interrupt and, and then say, hey, I know that already. Let's go on. No, we got to give context. To I'm going to, I was going to do that. Yeah, I was ready. Okay, okay, okay. No, okay. I was just acknowledging that I do think of. Jim Joyce, the umpire who stole that win away from all of, uh, Galarraga back in the for the Tigers, right, right, perfect game. But yeah, James Joyce, the novelist, that's right. He had the Finnegan's Wake book, and uh, it's a very complicated, very surreal uh, book about the night, essentially a book about dreams, a book about how how uh, the consciousness experiences that, and it's literally impossible to read. You should think about Finnegan's Wake while you're in the float chamber. You really should. In the wake of like, the yeah, chamber. Honestly, you are Finnegan. Honestly, if oh, there is something that you what could... What if that was you? Honestly, if there's like something that it would be fine to pipe in to the, to, to the chamber and listen to it... An audiobook version an of it. An audiobook version of Finnegan's yes. Wake would make a lot of sense because it's very trippy. Do they have that? They do. That sounds extremely difficult for. They were, but you would miss out some context stuff. That if, maybe if you've already read well, it. What's the point though? It's kind of. Well, but if you've already read the book and then you, I, I feel like you should read the book and then do the audio. No book. one can read the book. Like that's that's like no, no. You like look at it, okay? Because then you understand some of the nuanced, like um, the like nomenclature. The- the puns and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, it's meant to be kind of read aloud in a way. It is. It's kind of like when you play that game Mad Gab. Have you ever played that? Uh, no. Mad Gab is a game where it's like it's a, it's a party game. Mm-hmm. You should play it sometime. I don't know. 
he seems would to it be good on the podcast we could do a special video podcast of Mad Guy because it'd be fun, funny to see. That'd be good. Should we get Ian Dixon involved? Yeah, yeah. Because you guys said you played some uh, some some game, right? Yeah. Some some. I don't remember one of the podcasts you mentioned. You guys played, so that's why I had you're the like idea. the most loyal listener of Scottcast, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Thank you. I just haven't watched. There's only two I haven't listened to, and the first one is the Avengers podcast with your mom. Because, My poor because spoiler, mom. I know. I, I I listened to some of it, but then I was like, nope. And then and then so I was like, screw it. I like I want to listen to the rest of the one with your mom's podcast. So that's why I watched this movie, the um, which we call it, the Wilder People movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. That's a great movie. But Mad Gab though, it's okay. a movie or no? It's a it's a, what is it? It's a game. <laughs> so it's like it's a game it's where a there's these cards, okay, and the cards are spelled out like phonetic, like you're supposed to say them phonetically, mm-hmm. and they like don't sofa make any king? sense. Yeah, so fucking cool, you know. Like mm-hmm. there's sofa and then king. You're like I am sofa king cool, and it's cool. like it's like it says cool. I am so sofa king cool, and you say I am so fucking cool, and they say oh you're so fucking cool. I and am it's so like every, cool. so it's like that where there are all these like so you sound like you don't know what you're saying it's but it's a partner game there's two people so you need four people to play a game ideally mm. so you would have like say you were playing with um like uh, oh, gosh who would be on my team oh wait we need a fourth well yeah you could you get Sabelle in you could play by yourself it's better it's more fun to play with four because you could have you and Sabelle and me and Ian or something I don't know it'd have to be four people right okay so, I don't know. Sabelle probably doesn't want to be on my so team. So it would be good for, I think it would be good for me, the id, to be reading out just saying it out loud and saying it in funny voices and stuff like that, because that's who you need. You need one per that's usually my, I haven't played this game very much, and it's years ago. It was fun. But like, I would read the card, and then the other person, the other person would figure out what it is. So, you know, it's like they, you just look at the card and you read it out loud. The other person doesn't even look at the words. They just listen to what you say and they figure out what you're trying to say. And it works pretty well. That was our strategy last time we played. So why are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So it'd be like Mad Gab for, the, you know, the, um, not Ulysses. Uh, what are we talking about? Finnegan's Wake. Finnegan's Wake. Yeah. Different James Joyce. Man, you're, you're more into James Joyce than I thought you'd be. You just, you just dropped two uh, novel names. Well, I thought about reading Homer's Odyssey. Originally, mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll read Finnegan's, I mean, uh, sorry, maybe I'll read um, Ulysses because I found out Ulysses is like the, a different, it's not the Greek term for mm-hmm. it's the Roman. It's the Roman. Yeah. yeah. Which is a funny thing how much the Romans borrowed from the Greeks. Borrowed and just renamed. Yeah. Renamed. <laughs> Let's borrow this. Like even <laughs> even Stoicism uh, is, is borrowed from Greeks and then just uh, renamed and revamped. You haven't talked that much about Greek mythology on the show. We should Roman we should mythology. have a we'll we'll, we'll put I feel a Greek like you guys you and Ian out. would be good for that. Like I think I think that's a good triad triad one. Well, I dabble in everything, but I you know you know yeah. it's like I would have to like maybe make sure I don't mix stuff up. Like we the one time I dabbled in Japanese mythology, <laughs> that didn't turn out so well. We fucking went over semantics for led to a fourteen episode feud. For those don't know who don't know, when I was on the first episode, I mentioned a Japanese concept. It was related to a, a tenko, which is a, a ten, spirit. which is like a ten-tailed no. So and then, <laughs> oh gosh, it's all messed up. So it's like so. Yeah. No, I said I said Kurama, which is like a, a fox spirit, right? Which is like not an actual god or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just related to it's a nine-tailed fox. And then when the when he gets its tenth tail, it's a tenko, and that's when it becomes like this godlike figure when it finally gets its tenth tail, right? Mm. 
or am I confound? Am I conflating that because you it might be conflating? It, it might be conflating because it has. The I have word no idea. That's that's the thing. See, I don't know that for hours about this, but I have, have <laughs> not even a slightest clue what any of this is. But like, I, it, it's funny because I, I mentioned this one word like kurama, 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 kurama. Oh, spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. It's an Italian god. <laughs> it's a kurama. It's so it's a kama. No, it's a kurama. Kurama. Hey, Mario. Like you, you could just imagine him. Oh, have you seen that thing with the? This is totally off topic about the Smash Brothers. If people are still in on this podcast an hour and thirteen minutes, and it's good. Okay. But what's in the Smash Brothers? Those things have been going around where like there's like this upgrade for the new Smash Brothers game where like you can. This is totally not related. I shouldn't even make it up. Well, tell, like, tell me it's like uh, where you get like a power up, and it's a peach. It's a peach power up. It makes you like like Toad. I think Toadette has it, and Toad becomes peach. To- toad becomes like a peach, like 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 a womanized Toad. So then people did the same thing for Bowser, and like he does that, and it's like it's taking. All the cosplayers and everybody has, has taken Twitter and Instagram by storm. And there's what, all is these... it like a lady Bowser. Yeah, it's like a lady Bowser. Is it like a sexy lady Bowser. It's, very, it's like it's like a it's like the version that's been put out is like as if a teenager drew it. You know, like the horny teenager. A drew horny it. teenager. So basically, so giant boobs. Well, yeah, that's that's a given. And then <laughs> there's like it's it's Peach, Princess Peach, basically, but she has like horns, almost like a furry kind of hybrid thing. It's just like does she have a shell out. still? But now there's like all these. It's it's like all these cosplayers are dressing up as them, and it's like it's like there people are like, oh, you think that uh, Bowsette's gonna be in the game? <laughs> like what? <laughs> so finally, Bowser. Like, well, here's the thing, though, is like Bowser's big thing is that he keeps kidnapping Princess Peach because he doesn't have a lady. He wants a lady, so he's going to kidnap Princess Peach. Yeah. But now that there's Bowsette, it's like w- w- there's no reason to have the Mario universe. You can't have Bowsette. That's like, yeah, that would destroy the fabric of you know Super Mario space time. It would just be Super Mario Sims. It's just mm. everyone going about their life. Bowser's got Bowsette. Mario's got Peach. Luigi's alone <laughs> in his apartment. Got his <laughs> right hand. <laughs> Poor Luigi. <laughs> you know, it's funny that everybody's making a big stink about there not being the... You know how there's like, there's Mario and then there's Wario? Okay. And then there's Luigi and then there's Waluigi. Okay. It's like the evil version. Of, and people are like, why isn't Waluigi in the game? And it's like... Nobody even knows who the hell that is. <laughs> Does he have a so game? Funny. No. It's like, do you want Ridley, the giant like dinosaur thing in from Metroid, or do you want Waluigi? Mm. I mean... One's a giant dinosaur, Scott. Think about it. I'd take that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I always play with Seamus or Samus. Samus, yeah. Yeah. Seamus, Seamus is, is like, like from a- Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing the Harry Potter kid who doesn't know magic well. Well, he's okay. He's an average student. He's like a C student. You should rip on Harry Potter more. It's fun. I love to rip on Harry Potter more. Ooh. Harry Potter more. That's right. That's right. I was just joking around with one of my clients about uh, Harry Potter cats and spells on himself to make himself jacked because I was wearing that shirt. Have you seen Mm. that shirt I wore? I think I wore it one time for the podcast. Um, it It was before this version of Scottcast. Scottcast is like the oh, Matrix. Oh wait, was it? Is it one of those lost episodes? Yeah, the lost episodes. I wouldn't even know. It's one of the lost episodes. <laughs> those I, ones don't exist to me. Where I'm wearing like a bro tank, and it's like it's got the, it's the Deathly Hollows. Okay, but instead of like 
wands and stuff. It's barbells and weights. Okay, I think I kind of vaguely remember. And it says, it says, bro, do you even leviosa? Okay, I remember that. Remember that one? I do remember that like, stupid phrase. Do you yeah. even lift? But it's a lifting spell? Yeah. And I was like, talk, yeah. Anyways, we, I remember that, yeah. 100%. Talking about, like, Jack Terry Potter. Yeah, like, Scott Cast has all sorts of, uh, all sorts of, uh, deleted podcasts from before the current run. Like, we had to, like, we, we reached, we didn't get to up to, up to episode 10, but we did get up to five because we had Cinco to Scott Cast. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Halloween and Christmas episodes. Everybody loves that shit. Everybody loves Christmas Halloween themed stuff. Yeah. Just the- oh, for the Halloween episode, you should come by. Where me and Ian are probably going to do some sort of like a B movie review. So we're going to have a movie night. Okay. Uh, Ian brought over a VCR player for to the Skycast headquarters so that we can watch some shit movies. If it's actually on Halloween, that would work out well because honestly, the actual night of Halloween is not that eventful for me. I was actually really disappointed. Yeah, last this is where adults. <laughs> I know. Well, no, I mean they don't even do. So I was disappointed last year because I had a sweet costume. I was Jon Snow, King of the North. I remember that. And yeah, I remember all the little profile pictures. Like, I feel like I know, yeah, you obviously didn't have a good Halloween because you were trying to live it out for like two months afterwards with green screened pictures of you as Jon Snow. No, hold on. So that's <laughs> not why I was disappointed. That went really well. Okay. I thought I was bitching. I was like making, I was able to talk with the British accent the whole time. And I was pretending like, you know, I was like, I go to my family parties and I'm, you know, I'm pretty goofy in front of my family and you know, yeah, extended sure. family. So I'm, I'm pretty... You know, they think I'm funny, so <laughs> they also just shake their heads sometimes. They give you a bone. Yeah. It's similar to how I am on Scottcast throughout you know, <laughs> my extended family. So, you know, everywhere around, you know, I, we, we would, and they all watch Game of Thrones, too, so I was making all these references. It was fun. It's like when I was Harry Potter a couple of years ago, too, you know, and I would be like, Expelliarmus, and then they would go, oh, and they go flying back. Like, I just, like, my uh, my cousin, Kyle, was dressed up like a like an 80s tennis player, it was a pretty funny outfit, and he had his racket, so I went, Expelliarmus. Was he John Favreau or something? I don't know what it was. <laughs> I went, Expelliarmus, and then his, he like, his, he like, his racket just went flying. I didn't have to say anything to get you to do that. It's like, that's the kind of shit I, I love. That would be difficult. To, to you, have to know, you have to know off the cuff what Expelliarmus means. I, and and whether no. or not there's like area behind you to throw a racket. Oh, he just went, ah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was in his basement, and his dad has like a thousand beer cans collection all over the place. Ooh. So I don't think he would do that. Okay. If you damage one of those, uh, it was funny because they're all like sports oriented people. All my, my cousins on that side of the family, they're just like all soccer stars and stuff, and they're really athletic. But then like they couldn't play anything downstairs in their basement because there was like a billion. Like beer can collection yeah. everywhere, and if there was like a single dent, he would know. <laughs> yeah, so. gotta keep it calm. Only Uno in the basement. Like, there was like a video of me. I don't know if it's in Snap, like Snapchat or something. I probably still have it. Where I'm like, they have like a, I think it's like a Coors Light vending machine, and it's like I just there's like a footage of me just going like I go like Accio beer <laughs> or Accio beer or whatever it is. I think Accio beer, and then it's like and then it's like whoosh, whoosh, and it like appears in, in, on screen. I'm like, How did you do that? Yeah. I had him hand me the beer. Oh, like you off screen? Yeah, off screen handing the beer. It was, okay. it was like a beer me thing, but it was like Akio, which is the spell, for those who don't know, the spell to summon things towards you is Akio. Right. I was like, Akio beer! And then boom, <laughs> and like, I like cast my thing on there, and it's like, well, actually, it's a dispenser. Okay. So actually, I think that's what it was. We should do a Harry Potter podcast. They got a, they got a new movie coming out. Like, Do um, they? Because I watched Fantastic Beasts, and I don't know what happened to the franchise since then. 
that's the thing is like uh this new movie all of a sudden is getting interesting because you know how in um uh, the first Harry Potter universe, like you got Dumbledore, and Dumbledore has this sordid past with uh, this wizard called Grindelwald, yes. who was like essentially Wizard Hitler. That's where they should have gone instead of the. That's where they're going in this next Thank movie. God, yeah, they're, that's they're... what I've always thought. Yeah, they should it's... go back to the... when they were badasses. Yeah, not this is like um, it's almost like uh, looking at the I don't know the Silmarillion or something, or it's looking it's like looking at I want a, yeah I want a Silmarillion movie. I know while we're talking nerd books, man. <laughs> Let's just go through the wish list. Yeah, sometime. let's get a Silmarillion movie. Yeah, nobody's ever done that before. Here's what we want. <laughs> we want the Silmarillion movie. Hey, listen. Okay, we got to plug our noses, and then we got to talk about the Silmarillion movie. Like, listen, guys. <laughs> I'm not saying that Peter Jackson just should do another one, but, like, get somebody else in there who actually has talent, okay? And then you'll have the Silmarillion. <laughs> You'll have gonna, a Silmarillion followers. followers. <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice getting laid for the next five years so I can express my opinion about the Silmarillion movie. <laughs> Actually, I'd appreciated that Lord of the Rings reference that they had in Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh yeah, that was a good. That one. was funny, and my girlfriend hasn't seen that. And I was like, I, I was, was like, that's totally me in that situation. If I was like, I'm like that little kid. He'd be like, he'd be like, the guy was like, what? And he's like, this is like Lord of the Rings. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, these and it really was because like that it was, was it was under the log, like when they were hiding underneath and in was, New Zealand. Yep, that was very self. That was very meta of them to do that. So like, I, but I was surprised there was no like if he was going to pull meta references out. Like the entire thing was a Jurassic Park. Reference. You catch that? It's it's Doctor Grant that he doesn't want to be with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I could see. I I saw that parallel where it was like, yeah, but I didn't think about how, as like as Jurassic Park. I just thought, oh, it's like. Well, I did think of that, but not like as the whole movie on the whole. Here's the deal, like that. They also discover an ex, uh, an extinct, extinct bird. Species. Yeah, bird. Dinosaurs are birds. birds. They discover an extinct dinosaur. So just like, just like in that scene, will be Jurassic Park. Taika Waititi needs to make the Jurassic Park miniseries between Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. All I'm saying. Well, that's not saying too much, Scott. Is that asking for too much? Is that asking for too much? He's going to get an Oscar for his next movie. So because he has an Oscar, because he's going to have all this acclaim. Which uh, one is that? Which one's Jojo Rabbit? He's going to get an Oscar for it. Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. Uh, what the hell is that? It's 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 a genius movie where uh, it follows this boy in World War II Germany who reveres Hitler, but in an innocent boyish way, and he has Hitler as an imaginary friend. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he like it's like not that they not imaginarily kill millions of people. Yeah, that's not like, that, that's not what he's revering. He's just he yeah. just sees them as a father figure, and it's like and it's like it plays on that, and it's just it's going to be a genius, funny, dramatic kind of movie. But so he's going to have license to do whatever the fuck he wants. And Jurassic World as a series is totally sinking, like Fallen Kingdom. Okay. A lot of bad. Reviews. I have not seen it yet either. Well, just bad reviews, but like it. Oh, okay. Well, I, mean, I think like it's going it. to sink the series. Uh, I don't think I don't think no. it sink the series. Like no. they, they they still made money, so it's still going to go. But I think artistically, like like the best thing that could happen 
is for them to link the Jurassic Park universe and the Jurassic World universe through a miniseries that details the development of oh, okay. Jurassic World from Jurassic Park. Because that's the more interesting story, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it's how, always interesting to see where how did filmmakers they that? think that the best... I, I think, but see, you wouldn't have that... I feel like I feel like you wouldn't have that without them making the Jurassic World series. Because, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not saying don't make the Jurassic. No, no, World I series. know. But you see what I'm saying? It's like it's it's like if they had never pushed the the end goal where they have the park is is open right. now, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't be able to further develop the in between. Yeah. Movies. So if they had never if there had never been a Lord of the Rings, nobody would have cared about the Silmarillion stuff. And it, yeah, well, well, I mean, it's not like it's not interesting. But there's just so many inch- like once you do a bunch of world building, you can tell stories right. wherever you want and where the most compelling things are. It's interesting to see which director, like like the Star Wars universe, mm. they decided to make a Han Solo movie, and it's like you know, and then they did you watch to make- that? No, nobody watched that. Nobody watched that. I don't know anybody who watched that. I don't know anybody either. Like I don't know. Did they fail at promotion? What what happened? I I mean, like yeah, I don't even know like what it is what's it about you know like i know it's about han solo but what's the plot like and why do we need to watch it and i mean i'm not i know that like there's, rogue one i watched and rogue should, one was genius there should have been but like there's clearly a lot of han solo fanboys out there who want to be han solo but it's, but harrison, it's, like, it's harrison ford fanboys let's be honest yeah i know it's like i was never like oh i want to be a scoundrel so bad i was like fuck that i'm gonna be a jedi I don't know. Yeah, I w- I'm, I'm more on the Jedi side of things. Like, whenever I play those RPGs, the Star Wars, are like Knights of the Old Republic, it's like, I want to be a Jedi. That's why I'm doing it. I can't wait till I get a lightsaber. You know what's weird? And we're not going to talk about too much Star Wars stuff here, because I know that's oversaturated, but... Right. Gonna, oh, yeah, but, we get yelled at every time we talk Star Wars. But, you know, I thought it was interesting. I was just explaining to one of my TBI patients recently, because we're both dressing up. I'm going to be old Luke Skywalker. Obviously, I mentioned this last time. I'm Mark Hamill, him. classic Mark Hamill, whiny Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I'm gonna be like the old whiny, crotchety. It's classic. Yeah, but very. Wait, wait, old, old, old Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. They're both whiny. It's hard to say old. It's Luke old Skywalker whiny versus because old Luke Skywalker was yeah. young Luke Skywalker, right. and old Luke Skywalker is new Luke Aged Skywalker. Aged Luke Skywalker. Aged Luke Skywalker. Old ass mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. Geriatric lot Walker. I mean, he looked badass. He needed a Walker. If you're gonna, no. I mean, he didn't it's need a great a costume. Yeah. It's a great costume because he looked badass. I, I I actually really wanted to do the costume from the end of the movie where he looks. There's a scene where he's like kind of younger looking. I won't spoil it just because I'm just not about that life. But <laughs> <laughs> he looks. He look. He didn't have the gray in his beard, and he had this cool outfit, and he had the lightsaber in his hand. That's the only time you actually see him with the lightsaber. Right. So it makes sense for me to hold it. So I wanted that outfit, but. Just because it's more popular, the other outfit, the classic outfit is more popular. They have the one from when you see him at the end of the, the Last Jedi, and then you have the one from the like the beginning where he's like he's got like a cane that he's using walk, walking around with. It's like a brown outfit, and then he has a third outfit, and that one that's where he makes the confrontation with Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and that's the one where it's like he he's holding a lightsaber. So I wanted that one, and he's yeah. younger, and I wouldn't have to do the great touches in my beard. I don't know why we're talking about that. Why are we talking about that? We're talking about a whole bunch of nerd shit right now. Nerdy. We're talking about a lot of like reviving old franchises and what they should do with them. We're talking about the Silmarillion. Silmarillion. What was the one that was like the Silmarillion we were talking about? Where it was like you go back and do the prequels. Jurassic World. Before that, though, we were talking about something else. Hmm. Oh well. Oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. So like, why Harry- not go back? That's there we go. And they, and they're doing that though. They're doing Grindelwald versus yeah, Dumbledore. That's what they should have done instead of the Fantastic Beasts. Because well, it's just- called Fantastic Beasts too. Basically, if 
but 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 the plot is the Grendelwald and Dumbledore are oh, prepared well, you know, for a showdown. So this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Fantastic Beasts, just skip ahead skip ahead about a minute. But like at the end of that one, don't they find out that the main their main adversary is? The, I, haven't, I haven't watched it, but like, what do they find out? Because I, I don't care. About I'm spoilers. trying to remember. I think it was at the end of it. So there's this like person that they're that you know this inconspicuous person. And there's this kid who's been acting out. And anyways, at the end of it, I think that's revealed that it's actually Grindelwald. Okay. And it's like, oh, the blonde no. looking, And then they lock him up. Guy. So maybe he probably gets out or something after that. Probably. But, but he gets locked up by this Newt Salamander guy. And it's like, who's that guy? Newt if he could, Salamander. If he, if he got taken out by Newt Salamander, <laughs> obviously Dumbledore would kick, kick his ass, especially since he's so Grindelwald. But maybe that's before he got the Elder Wand, though. Possibly. So maybe that was before he got the Elder Wand. He killed somebody for the wand. He got it. That's when he rose to power after that. Like, he was already a badass. I don't know. It's ambiguous. They don't, like, really go too much into the details. Of, mm-hmm. Besides, do you know who Grindelwald is? Oh, he's really badass. They don't mention anything, like... Because people wouldn't know anyways, even if they did, like, that he has the Elder Wand. They'd have to, like, imply somehow, narratively, that he has it mm-hmm. by demonstrating its power or something like that. Here's here's my opinion on all this kind of stuff, like the spoilers and all that. Uh, when it comes to, like, telling spoilers for a show, telling spoilers for a movie, it's like, okay, yeah, you know the plot point. But for 99% of movies, like, you, you're going to know the plot point as soon as you realize what kind of story it is. So it's like the actual spoilers, like, uh, like... Uh, don't usually matter unless there's a heavy twist. With that said, there's a movie Kevin Smith made that I feel like everyone should watch. And if they haven't watched it, they need to watch it. And I, I can't tell you anything seen... about it. Oh. Uh, but Red State? Okay. You've never seen it? I haven't seen any of Kevin Smith stuff. Uh, you've seen Clerks, Mallrats, uh, Dogma. Uh, wow. Okay. I've only ever, my only exposure to Kevin Smith has been through like the comic book stuff. Comic book men show, comic and, book men, yeah, okay. and that kind of thing. And uh, that's Tom Steve Dave, by the way. Comic book men is Tom Steve Dave. Walt Flanagan is the yeah, store owner. I, know. Well, the I mentioned that guy. before. Remember, I, I was like talking about how I was looking at one of those uh, Zoom videos for recording audio. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I saw those guys on there, and I'm like, oh my! I was like, oh, and they're like, we're from Tom Steve Dave, and I'm like, what? So that's but like Kevin Smith isn't though. Right. right. Yeah, no. So, yeah. No, I know. But it's those guys who show up on Comic Book Man. There's a couple of those guys who are on that Tell Them Steve Dave, Dave show. Right? That's right. Yeah. So, um, besides that, like, if anybody wants to li- watch a movie, and they, it will, I will never spoil it in my entire life, and you should definitely watch it, David, uh, watch Red State. Okay. It's a Kevin Smith movie, and it's one of those movies you watch it, and you have no idea what's going to happen next the entire time. Right. That's what was kind of cool about that Wilder people movie is that you kind of know like what's going to happen as far as, okay, they got to go through trials and tribulations, but you know, they do a decent job of keeping you, you know, being overly predictable. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They do a good job of, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that like, okay, they're going to eventually get back to civilization, stuff like that. But uh, you don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know what's going, like how the characters. You don't gonna think develop. that the kids are going to, the kids going to like act out and betray him and shit. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Anyways, we got to wrap up this podcast. All right. So, how do we diverge from our flotation? 
wow. meditation stuff. Because we do want to talk about placebo effect, and we do want to talk about experiences with meditation. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of cool to reflect on that stuff. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll sign us up for a Zen uh, Zen Buddhist uh, like course for from the Zen monastery that I that I went to. Like, I, I I'm just happy to go there, go back there. It's been too long. Um, Where is it? Uh, just across town uh, in Hamtramck. Okay. Sunny Hamtramck. So it'll be a Sunny Hamtramck podcast. Okay. And uh we'll talk to them and we'll uh we'll 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 see, we'll try to get David to sit still for half an hour. That'll be great. Well, I've already done it for as long as I I just want to see it. I don't I don't believe it until yeah. I see it. <laughs> I got to be naked for it. Yeah, and we'll all be naked. naked. <laughs> got to be naked. They're not like, up. "Hey, this is the only way it works." So, yeah, I I I think that the flotation thing was was cool. It was great. Um Exception yeah, in Farmington Hills if you want to try it out. Yeah, I think it, it, was, it was worth trying out, and I feel like I'll probably do it again sometime. I'm not sure when, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I'll probably just do it when I'm. For me, it's more about letting go of the external, like the extra stimuli, which is what it's supposed to be for. But right. I'm sure that the another time, if I do it, if I get rid of all that stuff, mm-hmm. once you clear your mind, then you can fill it up with some thoughts, kind of like the Bruce Lee thing. You got to empty your cup. You can't fill. You know that what I'm talking about, right? No. You never heard like the classic thing for, are you, are you I'm a pretty big, big Bruce Lee fan. I'm not. So I know a lot of stuff about, but like the, it's the classic example of like when someone's filling, like he's talking about the concept of emptying your cup and it applies to meditation and learning and just life in general is that like, if you have, if you come to the approach of like, you already think you know everything, your cup is full, Right, you can't add more. You can't pour more tea or pour more water into this cup because it's already full. There's no more room for it. Mm-hmm. So in order, so you have to dump it and start with a clear mind. That way, you can fully accept all this wealth of information that someone's trying to tell you. That's a beautiful way to put it. So, you got to take a dump before you can learn something new. Yeah, before you can eat another sandwich. That's right. right. <laughs> got to take a dump before you can eat another sandwich. You know. <laughs> so yeah, why was I talking about that? Because it's related to meditation. All meditation. That. And uh, oh, so you got to empty your mind in the tank mm-hmm. before you can start thinking and using it as a think tank. Think tank. Think tank. Yeah, because that's what the George was trying to do for his business and trying to. He said he's thinking of all these problems that he could solve, but for me, it was just figuring out how what's the best way for me to first relax, then clear my mind. Then step three would be. Um, productive thoughts because it was just otherwise just an ADD fueled session or okay. you're doing barrel rolls and filling your mouth with salt. <laughs> so, <laughs> alrighty, so that's that's our take on the on sensory deprivation and uh, there's more to it and there's more coming. We're gonna empty our cup and we're gonna bring you an even more focused podcast next. And so from all of us at the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, we beg you, we implore you to shop at the ScottCast.us shop. And please, please, um, uh, just give us money. And Is that your new outro? <laughs> now it is. <laughs> Empty your cup. That should be it. No. Empty your cup. So uh, have a great day, and see you later, ScottCastigators. Another word for sadness. We lighten gladness unto the day. Darkest hours come before the dawning of gold.